Hi, I'm Patrick. And I'm Alex. And this is Swirl Talk 901. So today we're talking on a very interesting subject. I I am excited to know about this. So Mm -hmm. we've got Taylor and Ashley here. Why don't y'all tell us what you're here to talk about and then just let the cat out of the bag and go from there. I'm here to fist bubble gum and chew assholes. (laughs) And I'm all out of bubble gum. Well, Welcome. There you go, there yeah, we're also going to talk about kink or something like that. <laughs> Taylor and Ashley, thank you so much for being here. We're here to talk about BDSM, and you guys are going to paint a picture for us. Hopefully, it'll be a pretty picture and not a scary one, but I'm not really sure. If you want scary. Like, yeah, I, it, I'm already a little frightened. So our two guests are going to tell us what it actually is and how it relates to them. So Taylor, you've and, seen Hostel, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I actually you've have. seen Saw, and that's that's all it is. That's basically okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's what they taught us that's in like... church, so that's kind of what I thought it was. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, uh, you know, that's what uh, a group of people we do that in Memphis every day. Uh, we just kill people. <laughs> Well, this is going to be a great show then. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Taylor and Ashley, tell us what what it is to you or what it means to you to be into BDSM. Uh, it's a lifestyle. It's it's something that we can't uh, live without. It's something that we practice in our relationship uh, 24-7. Um, we uh, we uh, identify like myself as an alpha wolf, and she is my kitty. So that is our uh, dynamic, uh, as we call it. We have we have the dominant partner, which is uh, me, as I said, and then we have the submissive partner, uh, which is her. And so that's how we uh, live our lives and go about our days. Uh, what about you, Ashley? See, so as as he had said, um, BSM is for you know some people. It could be like Something you do every now and then because you enjoy it and whatnot. But then for some people, it's a 24-7 lifestyle. You live it and you breathe it. And for me, it adds a further deep dynamic to one's relationship. And it's something I I I honestly can't live without. So what is BDSM? Well, it's it's a pretty broad acronym, um, but it means we're uh, bondage, dominance, Submission, masochism, dominant sado, uh, masochism, um, all kind of things. So oftentimes in that c- c- community, uh, instead of just pigeonhole it um, on those four letters, we just say kink. That's kink? Uh, yeah, uh, that's a much broader umbrella term that encompasses all sorts of different things like pet play, um, ABDL, um, adult baby uh, diaper lovers, all sorts of things, uh, rope, um, anything that one um, can think of. As a okay. Kink. Okay. Right. So that that opens my mind to so many different things. But what? Well, first of all, what led you separately and then together into this lifestyle? Was this like? I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to be flippant about it. Was it just like one day you woke up and was like, you know what? I'm into this, and this works for me. 
or was it well, little things that sort of happened that led to that? That was just I mean, like it pretty much was. It, it's just uh, in the process of puberty, as you become a sexual being and you begin exploring the different things that you're interested in, and growing up in in the internet age, uh, as we did, you uh, get exposed to more things, and so you. You see something, and sometimes you're you're a little horrified by it at first, but then you always just come back to it, and so that's uh, that's how it was with us for uh, many things, and we just kept uh, coming back and and realizing that it, it was a part of our identities and and who we were as people, um, at, at least the sexual side of ourselves, and even uh, beyond that. Wow. So how long have y'all been together? It'll be six years this year. Yeah, six yeah. years. Okay. We actually met uh, at at what we call a munch, which is just an informal get together at a, a public place. We were at Pyro's Pizza with with some friends and noticed each other, uh, like minded, uh, kinky friends, and then basically went from there. Saw his, saw ourselves at the local club after that, and then just hit it off. Okay. So Taylor, how long have you been into um, the kink culture? Is that how you would phrase it, or? Yeah, for for as long as I've known Ashley. So uh, this, I think, this June or July, it'll be my uh, six year anniversary, uh, if you will, for being uh, in this lifestyle, for actually joining um, different organizations in Memphis and being a part of them and everything else. And Ashley? What about you, Ashley? Yeah, well, 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 for me, I I discovered it mostly, obviously, through the internet. Mostly Tumblr. As all things and, are found. <laughs> <laughs> and How did that come about? Like, was it just surfing? She was looking for, for, uh, for Snape Potter uh, shipping <laughs> and just kind of cascaded from just... there. That's how it happens, yeah. yeah. There's a lot you can do with a wand. <laughs> well, that's exactly what the evangelical world w- warned me about, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like the the evangelical world it seems to g- give more ideas than than fears. I would think, like, oh, so yeah, that was kind of hot. You can do that's yeah, that's on that's on the table. I never knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that 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 again, that just took my mind to so many different places. Mm-hmm. I'm a very visual thinker, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I so think everybody that, can hear uh, you blushing, Patrick. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I am. I'm a total <laughs> So this is this is like one of those things where I'm just like, okay, so tell me more about that. What is that like? So, um. You've been in this lifestyle for six years, um, and Ashley, I'm assuming you've been in it for that long as well. Is is yeah. are you both? Is this your first partnership into this world, or yeah, it, it's definitely my first because uh, she is actually the only person that I've ever dated. I never had any other uh, girlfriends or boy or boyfriends uh, before her, so this is my first and only uh, kink uh, dynamic I've had. Well, for me, um. I've sort of, like, explored it and whatnot with, like, previous people I've been with, especially, like, as I, like, discovered it and, like, brought it up to their interests and sort of, like, played around with it a little bit. But he is the first um, that I would actually fully describe as a DS relationship. Everything else was sort of, you know, oh, in the bedroom type of stuff. Okay. So is that dominant uh, and su- and submissive? 
DNS? Yes. Okay. Cool. So, um, Ashley. We have lots of little acronyms. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, we need to, I I really want to define them so we understand we have a common language so that we understand what we're talking about here. Um, So, Ashley, you said that you had explored a little bit before. Um, Did you, so you said that you're, you categorize or identify as submissive. Is that right? Yeah, we actually both identify as switches. Okay. But for our relationship, I'm the submissive, he's the dominant. Yeah, most of most of the time. So switches, uh, is that like versatile? Yeah. Yes, essentially. Like both a little sides bit of this, a little bit of that. Shake right. it to the left, slam it to the right. You can get down either way. I love it. Cool. Patrick's kind of that way too. Yeah, no. Um, he's come I, out more and more like that. Like, as far as my sexuality is concerned, I'm always going to be in charge no matter what. So that's just my big old ball of yarn. Um, so let me ask you a question. What is, how does this relate into your everyday roles? Because I mean, I know that you said, um, Ashley, that this is how you encompass your life to be. And Taylor, I'm assuming that's how you are now, but how does this work like in the outside world? When you're at home, that's one thing, but when you're out in public, how does that work? Well, she has, um, I'm sure that uh, those of y'all who've seen her in person uh, can see on her neck, she has a piece of jewelry with, with a little O-ring on the end of it. Uh, that's uh, that's her collar that, that she wears to, to sort of symbolize her our bond and our uh, dynamic, but it's relatively uh, disguised. So normal people can't, you know, immediately pick up on, on what it is, but that's, uh, that's one way uh, that we do. Yeah. Oh, that's a lovely necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 65 year old Patty at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of people like it, how it looks. And and I'm always just like, Oh, thank you. If only you knew. I love it. So that's that little smirk that you get, um, for kind of having an exciting part of your life that, that nobody sees from that. That's cool. So you said that it translates to all of your life 24 seven. So you know, of course, that's more than a necklace. What would you define your relationship as? Like a couple, married? Do y'all want to say that you're married? We can cut that out. I'm fine with, with being married. Okay. That's what I was like, <laughs> wait. Like, like, being married. Yeah, yeah I was like, like, I was at your wedding, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. wanted to make sure that that was okay to say on the show. Like, yeah. if you, yeah. We're married, and we call it an alpha and pet dynamic. Okay. Oh, wow. So. Because so we're furries, we're very animal-themed, animal-focused here. Okay. Which, which, you know, a lot of people, it will, you know, it's it's daddy and baby girl or master slave, so on and so forth. Wow. So that's where the wolf and kitty come from. Is Essentially, that... yeah. Okay. Essentially. Okay. We'll, we'll touch back on that in a minute. Because <laughs> I'm like, what else could it be? Like, I, I'm honestly, I'm very intrigued by this. So you guys have been doing this for six years. This is this is your life. This is how it incorporates. Do you have multiple partners, or is it just strictly you two, or do you have a an open relationship? How does that work? We're closed, but but we are going to an orgy in this summer. But we're pretty much just going to stick it uh, to ourselves because because <laughs> we're also uh, exhibitionists as well. Um, but no, uh, Ashley came from a polyamorous relationship that's how uh, she first met me she opened up to uh herself and uh and her partner but since we've been t- 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 together uh we've been closed okay 
I think I think there's only been like on very rare occasions since us becoming uh, monogamous that we've actually done anything with other people, and it's usually at at, at the club, wasn't it? Of course, that was pre-pandemic. Because right, right. once <laughs> pandemic hit, you shut it down. Like no, but it's like everybody's vaccinated. Let's have an orgy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, I like it. So, are you gonna wear masks? We probably will. Yeah, and I think I think everybody else is. I've got I've got my second dose next week, but I'll still wear a mask. I oh, see, like, I was oh, thinking maybe everybody like, was already wearing masks. <laughs> I was thinking like I a regular mask. I I wasn't thinking like one of those regular face masks. I was thinking like full on gimp like, wear, and I was like, oh, like wow. eyes wide shut kind yeah, of thing. Like we're going to stay in a circle. So y'all going to and... do that as well? Tell me more about these masks. No, <laughs> I will. I will. I will say something that 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 real life is much more boring than than the kink you see like in media and everything else like. Like um, that's what club. I that's what I that's that is where my point of reference is. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Like my imagination is going like if you move your camera around, your bedroom has slings, you got <laughs> you got whips and chains. I'm like, wow. So no, I wonder, some people... I've been to Alex's house before. Where do you put the sling at? Like yeah. how could you <laughs> how could you do that? There. Some folks do. They'll, you know, if they have a big enough house, they'll turn a room into, you know, a sex room, or they'll have like a shed out back or something like that. But, you know, if you have like like family coming over or, or friends that 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 are uh, f- vanilla and everything else, it's it's hard having to, you know, explain everything or just or just say, like, hey, yeah, you know, this is <laughs> yeah, what, this like, is all of our, our sex cage, stuff right here. Yeah, know, this is our it's... right. This is our kennel, and this is our, you know reciprocating dildo machine and things like that. Um, with a with a bad dragon on yeah. the end of it. So you have a uh, dog. No, there you go. <laughs> like every, so you have a dog. I didn't That's what see the reciprocating it. dildo yeah, that, is, but can you explain the kettle? <laughs> right. No, but like I was saying real life is much more boring. Um, sometimes I tell people when I'm um, interviewing people for the club, you know, if is uh, is that it's not like you know what you see on TV and everything else. Uh, most folks are unfortunately pretty shy about doing um, a lot of things. Well, um, yeah, that's I mean that's been in my experience as an honorary member of Hoist Leatherman and Fetish Club. Oh right, yeah. I'm an honorary member um, because we just were involved in fundraising together and stuff like that. So I was never part of the actual. Um, club scene or any of the activities, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that's the whole thing. I don't, I don't know that much about. That's the old guard Leatherman scene. That is an entirely different world than from the pretty uh, chill and laid back stuff uh, that we do. Because I, uh, I know they have initiation and they have all the rules and different culture. It's, it's more like a fraternity. Because um, you know. You get uh, your cap and your and your leathers and, mm-hmm. and your they handkerchief have patches and, and, and stuff all like that. that. Right, yeah. right, patches that that goes way back to you know eighties and and even a before with like forties motorcycle gangs and so that's just uh, that's a whole other world. Tom of Finland, that right? Kind of exactly. Thing. 
so I have no idea what we're talking about now. Like, like well, my, uh, patches and stuff. I'm like a patch. What kind of patch? Like a. So I have a because I'm an honorary member of Hoist. I have a leather Hoist vest, and it has a pin on it that makes me an honorary member of 17 Leatherman and Fetish Clubs in the nice. country. Nice. Um, but again honorary <laughs> like i don't mean to you know overstep in anything like we've just we've done so much work together before in the philanthropic world that i became a part of them so i know a lot about their membership because i got close with a lot of the people there and so like they told they told about their memberships and their rankings and the patches and different things like that um so i'm a, i'm a little familiar by no means an expert but tell us about your club because you're heavily involved in the actual like administration and management of the club, right? Yes, I handle uh, the membership. Um, so we have a screening process because we just don't want to let you know any person in there. Um, it's not like uh, rigorous or anything. We just want to make sure that you're not a crazy person and that you're not going to. Uh, present a danger to uh, the club or any of its members or, or um, anything like that. But I've been in that role for a little over three years now. Um, but we basically sit down with them. Uh, we discuss different rules and expectations of our club uh, in Memphis, and just and like I said, make sure uh, that that they're not going to you know out anyone that they understand uh, what we want uh, from people uh, when they come. Um, our rules like. Uh, like we are um, a no sex um, organization uh, for different health and legal reasons, everything else. And we just want to make sure that people can understand those things because a lot of folks just want to come in and, you know, they see it as a swingers club or something, or, or they see it. It's, it's like something that you see on like TV or video games where we come in and just, everybody's just fucking and it's this big orgy and, and crazy stuff. It's, you know, it's like, no, we're here, you know, to practice our kinks. We're not, it's not necessarily just a big, you know, fuck fest. Wow. So that's kind of what I do. So I have questions about that. Sure. Okay. So I, and honestly, like I just assumed like, okay. So I know that I've been to different things where they had a demonstration and that I, I just guess I assumed that at the clubs that it was like sex. I assumed that it was actual sex happening there, but you say you're a no sex club. Yeah. Not at our club. So you demonstrate your kinks? Right. There are clubs in Memphis that do allow sex, and that's fine. Um, you know, we, Ashley and I, love sex. We love having uh, sex as, 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 as the climax to our scenes and everything else. But there are, are, are some people where, where kink is a non-sexual activity for them. In fact, uh, one of our good friends um, is, uh, it, for her, it's, it's uh, very much that way. She, um... It's it's more about the other sensations you can get from that physical activity than than just with your uh, genitalia. Um. Yeah, because because like when it comes to like you know scenes and play and whatnot, you know it it more so becomes like a mental thing as you get you know into the headspace and start experiencing all the different sensations and. You know, for some people, that's all they solely want. They want that release, that rush of endorphins. and But then there's some people where sex is a part of that as well. But it is very much so not, not the case for everybody. And some people just want, you know, 
just sex period they just want to have have threesomes and they want to swing and and everything else which is fine but that's not really you know what we have that's not really what our organization is about we try and and make it purely about the kink and 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 as Ashley was saying um you know pain uh can release pleasure endorphins you know if you do it right if you do uh the right uh, techniques and if your brain is hardwired in that way uh if you get off on those specific things and so that's what we try and do okay so let's kind of let's kind of branch off what you just said what are the differences between the the sexual kind the non-sexual kind what are your I, I like this just my mind is completely boggled right now because like we said I was under the impression that this was a sexual thing and you're telling me that it's not like help me out here yeah it doesn't it doesn't have to be um but uh before I get uh, into that I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, this week's sponsored Rage Shadow Legends uh with yes. over 135 customizable characters <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. (laughs) This is why I married him. Yes. (laughs) Hey, Swirl Talk listeners. I'm going to let you in on a little drag family secret. We have this running joke where we say, you might recognize me from Focus Magazine. Well, if you're in the Mid-South or Middle Tennessee area, you've probably seen the Focus Magazine hard copies around the city at newsstands. If you're not, you can always check out their website, focuslgbt.com. It's a great resource even for people around the area who have access to the magazines but want to see what else Focus has to offer. Focus Magazine is all about LGBT plus people and their allies, their work, Play, families, creativity, style, health and wealth, bodies and souls. Focus is an attitude, spirited, independent, outspoken, serious, playful and irreverent, sometimes controversial, always passionate. Check out Focus Magazine at focuslgbt.com and at newsstands around the Mid-South and Middle Tennessee. Back what we were talking about, kink, it's, it's of course, very physical, or at least, or at least it can be. It can be um, a whole, uh, a lot of different things. And the only, like, example on my mind right now is, say, knife play. Say that you really enjoy a knife play, like, like we do. So you can use your knife to run along uh, the body, you can chill it, make it cold, uh, everything else, and and you can use these uh, uh, t- uh, techniques and do knife play, and make an entire scene around it uh, with with a beginning, middle, and end as you as you uh, do your thing, and it doesn't have to involve you know penetrative sex at all. It 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 doesn't have to involve any uh, genitalia or anything. It it can be purely about your nerve endings firing and getting those those chemicals in your brain working and and flowing and getting you um, or your partner into that headspace and then that could be it. Uh, there there are lots of people who um, when they're bound in in rope, especially if it's a specific kind of rope, uh, they can be bound and then they just instantly enter headspace and then they just want to be suspended and they'll they'll float in the air for a little bit and then. 
say, all right, I'm done and, and get let down and that's it. So that, um, that's, that's another way where sex doesn't have to be involved at all. Uh, but, but of course it can still be a big, uh, uh, part of it. Like, like if you have say a primal, uh, predator prey or primal predator play or primal and prey, um, where they say that someone is, uh, hunting another, uh, person down, uh, roughhousing them, uh, chasing them. Well, you know, the sex can be a big part of, of the dominance in that, of, pushing someone down and basically having having your way with them so it all depends on what you want to do and and where you derive pleasure so the non-sexual part and even the sexual part is really just about your mental space oh yeah it's all it's all get in the right headspace staying in that headspace and just sort of just sinking into those feelings and that energy and endorphins. See, and I I immediately correlated that with like meditation and exercise oh, yeah, and it, things it, like yeah, it that can where you be like that. Yeah, where it's you're focusing and it's really getting out of the day-to-day and you're expressing yourself or enjoying your existence in a totally different way that might not even be sexual. Wow. That even sounds more theatrical than, <laughs> than I imagined. It certainly can be. But I like my again, my mind is completely blown by this, but that's because apparently I am a giant vanilla baby and this <laughs> whole thing is just like People are probably I, into that too. We yeah, I, I'm just kind of like I'm. I'm so surprised to hear that there are so many different facets of this, and there's so many different ideas of what could be considered intimate and sexual and pseudosexual. So, my next question is, how do you know what? A person is or what a, a sub is or you as an alpha how do you do you just try different things out and whatever they respond to that's what you go for or is it yeah it's it's always a it's always growth it's always a learning process um you know if you uh and i tell folks this during during a screening uh the more that you put into it the more you'll get out of it if you attend uh, different munches if you meet with people talk with them if you talk with experienced members about what they do and everything else, then you'll then you'll learn more and you'll grow more, and you will, you know, uh, everyone kind of like, knows what they're into at first. You know, they uh, it's just like with um, coming into yourself during uh, puberty. I know I talked about uh, that earlier. Like, like you know that you're in to men or women or both or what have you, uh, and so y- you know that you start out saying like, oh, I, I you know I'm interested in pet play. I'm interested in tying someone up in uh, in ropes. Uh, or what have you, but then along uh, the road, as, as as you're in that lifestyle and you start exploring more things, you, you might say, "Oh, you know, enemas sound interesting. I, I might want to try that." Or even, or even water sports. It's like, "Oh, I, you know, I didn't know that I had this in me, but it it seems interesting and everything else." And especially, um, really experienced people um, can get kind of bored with what they do, and so. They always try and look and push those boundaries. You know, what may start as knife play, just like rubbing it across uh, the skin and just making little scratches may, for some people, may uh, evolve into like needles and blood, things like that. 
So it's a safe space for people to explore new realms and get to know themselves better then. I want to be careful with that because it's a safe space if you let it be a safe space. If you if you negotiate with 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 your partner and say, "Hey, these are my hard limits. These are what I'm not sure about." And you have a partner that respects that, then then it can be a safe place. Uh, uh, I tell people too that I uh, screen. Uh, that's one of the benefits of having a a club like we have in Memphis is that you are playing in public and you are doing things in front of other people. If you just go into another man's home that you've only been talking online with, then it's it's a danger um, because you don't know if if they uh, respect safe words or if you know. They could do all kinds of things to you behind uh, closed doors. So, you know, at, at the very least, you should uh, vet them and, and ask other people that they've been with, like, hey, how are they about blank? Are they experienced doing this? And so on and so forth. And that's kind of what I was getting at as far as your club and the organization that you're involved in being a safe space for people because of your screenings and because of the munches that you mentioned. Because that's basically just going out to eat and... And hanging out, basically. Yeah, and getting to know each other and communicating. That's the biggest thing that's been ringing uh, to me and things that you've said is that you've communicated, that you create trust in those situations because to me it's all about trust it's 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 all about your uh what's the word i'm looking for your reputation that's Mm. that's what it's all about if as soon as you get um as soon as you don't respect a safe word um or anything else then or like you you do something that wasn't previously agreed upon during a scene right when you get those little check marks like oh they broke this they did this they did this oh okay get the fuck out we can tell that you are not a safe person you don't respect boundaries and we don't want that here yeah i'd imagine that it has to be built on trust um for you to actually be able to relax and enjoy and get into a headspace like that because you know for me it it seems it's always seemed any sort of um forceful or I don't want to say violent because I don't I'm not I'm gathering that that's not what it is even though that maybe is something that I've thought in the past based on well yeah (laughs) but a theatrical violence yeah see and I just didn't know if that was like an offensive way to put it but to me it's always been a little scary because you know of actual like sexual assault and things like that that's something that I've never been really comfortable with and maybe have had a lot of misconceptions about, clearly I've had a lot of misconceptions about a lot of this, even knowing people in the kink community. Um, I didn't know that there was a non-sexual aspect of it. I didn't know a lot of the things that you've said um, that are kinks. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you face? That we're all bad people and that we just want to hurt people. Yeah, we're Um, not manhunt too. And the stereotype that I see in media that that I see personally, like like not holding water. I, this is just from what I see in our Memphis scene. Uh, I don't know how it is on on in in other cities in America, but you know, if you see any kind of media with with a kink in it, it's always a submissive male, right? And then a dominant female. That's that's kind of the thing. But from what I see, it, most of the time, it's it's submissive females and dominant males. 
Hmm. That's just interesting um, to me. So are there other couples that are not male and female, not cisgender male and cisgender female in your club? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have we are blessed to have folks of many different gender identities and sexualities. Wow. that I mean, this this is just like so interesting to hear of the various facets of it. I mean, like Alex said before, I, I, or not, not Alex, I said it, I believe I am very timid about this stuff. So this is just, this is incredible to know that there you just are. just got to go in just, just, just elbow deep. Uh-huh. And you gotta do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I've you just got to, got to get both hands in. You got to pull it apart. Got to go. See, go now that's diving. kind of on base with what yeah, I thought that, before. That's, that's. <laughs> I've done that. That's okay. But no, I mean, just like, <laughs> like, that's so interesting to hear this and to have this idea of how this is. Um, I, well, that's I don't. What, that's what I tell folks too, is that you can't be shy. You know, if, if you're shy, then, then you're not going to experience anything. You're not going to grow. You're just going to just be on your own, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And that, like when I met y'all and I didn't know, um, I didn't know until later, um, that this was part of your life. Well, and you the window and saw me. I did. You know, it was about the second week. It was about the second week that you moved in. And I was like, away. is that Taylor? Yeah. On that lovely new rack that they just put up in the spare bedroom. How wonderful, the new neighbors. Um, But yeah, and it was something that, you know, it was surprising to me because I guess that, you know, I thought that that's something that you would always be able to tell about a person. How silly, right? Like, and to me, and even like somebody who's been in the queer community for so many years, you know, it was just like, I, I, you would think that that's something that you would be able to tell about a person. And that's not the case with yeah, y'all. We're really, not, we're really not anything special. I mean, just anyone that you see in a grocery store or on the street or in their car or whatever could be, you know, kinky in one way. Yeah. Or like another. it's always so interesting because, you know, I used to work at the Starbucks at U of M and it would always be so interesting seeing people that I had met at the club in the line getting drinks because it's like, oh, I know something. You know something. Mm-hmm. We know each other, but uh, I want to act like I don't know you because, you know, we're in like the public space. But it's like, like, every, like everyone's really just normal. Like that, that, that was one of my next questions. How do you navigate that? Because, I mean, even in in our world, and by our, I mean, Alex and my world, there are certain times that you'll see someone that you know from the club or the bar or whatever, and you'll be like, hey, I know you. And they'll be like, no, you don't know me. And I'll be like, yeah, I did. You, you grinded on... Yeah, we were... Like, yeah. And then it's like, oh... Face down, you, ass up. I don't okay. know you. Okay, good. Like, is his wife right there? Yeah, yeah right. Like, 
It's like, oh, this is your wife and two little kids. Good mm. for you. But yeah, it's kind of like that. So is it basically don't ask, don't tell situation? Or is it like, oh, hey, how are you? You let them approach you first? or I haven't seen you since the orgy last Thursday. Yeah, like how do, how do you... It depends on the people, and it you know it depends on the circumstance. Like there are some people with with sensitive um, careers where if that got out, they would be completely ruined. You know, if if they're um, a public worker or things like that, or if they work for like a a small company or uh, or something. But then you have some folks who you know either don't care or it's not an issue with them, and you know they'll be pretty open about it. But uh, as a rule, you know it's 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 always just. Like you said, don't ask, uh, don't tell. If 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 you, you see can, someone you know on on the street, you know don't. You can give them like a sly little smirk and be like, "I'll message you later." <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, if that. But see you after church. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now you you mentioned earlier how you are the dom. Or the wolf and Ashley is the sub or the kitty. What happens when you switch roles? How is that decided? Like who today I'm in a today I'm in a, a dominant mood or something like that. How does that work? Well, sexuality ebbs and flows. Um, you know, we all kind of have our our default mold that we fit into. But you know, there are some days or, or maybe a week, you know, uh, at a time where we're feeling a certain way. Um, and, and so, um, if we, if, if say I'm feeling submissive or whatnot, I would just, I would just approach Ashley and say, Hey, you know, what if we did this? What if I was, um, the pet, you know, this weekend or whatever. And we, uh, and we would just basically plan it from there. And if she was feeling dominant, you know, so on and so forth. Sometimes it's a, it's, she's right. got time. sometimes yeah. it's, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and sometimes it's, it's a spur of of the moment uh thing where we'll just be there and see uh what we're feeling and just kind of take it from there you know what i i can't even lie that doesn't happen there's no spur of of, of the moment <laughs> okay so you're ever. like it's oh all, that would be cool it's, to it's all gotta be planned now. out yeah it's it's all gotta be planned out like days ahead of time <laughs> at least um yeah I love Ashley's face with like when you're you're kind of you were kind of like looking at her and Ashley was like I don't know where the fuck you're going with this and he's just like you know what I can't even no it's like what if you don't wash the right thing you know you gotta plan it out I get it I get it okay we basically plan every everything we do and some couples honestly are just you know off off the cuff they'll just do it they'll just show up and like hey you know what do you want um tonight like i don't know let's just do you know spanking or whatever and they're fine with that and that's and that's and that's perfectly fine but we do plan things out you know a week in advance at least see that's how i would be i would be a total planner like there's no spontaneity whatsoever let's let's do this tonight um, I don't believe so. I believe we have planned for next week. Um, tonight it is but simple. But if you, if you plan too much, it's not it's not quite as fun though. If you know exactly mm-hmm. when every hit is going to land on your bottom, you know it's, it's not as yeah. I, that's just, yeah, like yeah, yeah like for yeah. us, like the planning Mark thing is like, up. hey, I'm feeling right. this. Yeah, yeah, that's just kind of I I that's just too uncertain for me. That that's too much. Yeah. 
uncertainty. I need an Excel spreadsheet. For yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> today so is just, the uh, third. That's what we're doing today. We do this on the third. <laughs> it just uh, depends on your personality. Okay. Wow, you guys have y'all have taught me. Yeah, I mean, y'all haven't even taught me enough, but y'all have taught me so much in this in this brief conversation we've had about this. Is there anything that you want us or our listeners to know where you're just like, you have to touch on this, you have to speak on this, we have to tell this? Anything like that? Or y'all just like, hey, let your let your flag fly and come on down and join us or stay over there, don't join us, or I mean yeah, find us on FetLife. That's the Facebook for kinky people. Uh, FetLife is is where uh, that's that's kind of the gateway to basically the, the wider uh, kink world. Um, for better or worse, um, that website is basically the the go to place for finding events, meeting people, everything else. Um, but making an account is free, and it's 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 how we keep track of people. It's how we keep track of our members. Um, you just go up, create a little alias, a little uh, profile, and then just start zooming through the world wide web and figuring out everything that's out there. But VetLife uh, is a great uh, resource um, for people. And if you own Fifty Shades of Grey, burn that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's 50, wrong. Fifty Shades, 50 shades of Grey. But that's is like wrong. old news now. Everybody knows Fifty Shades is like. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Yeah, let's let's so. kind of let's kind of talk on that a little bit. Cause, yeah. I mean, I myself am. I'm like, no, that's just not my cup How of tea. Old as Fifty Shades. That's what, like five years ago? More than that. More yeah. Than that. Like when it started. Yeah. More like ten. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 good and bad. Honestly, they're you know. Some people may have seen it or read it and got inspired and say, hey, I want to explore that. And then they do and, and branch out and, and get more into, like, actual not abusive kink. But but some folks may, you know, just see, like, the, the fuzzy handcuffs and they just kind of try it for a weekend or two. And then, you know, that's it and all of that. But Well, yeah, because, you know, I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey is a lot of people's only idea of BDSM. So tell us right. how wrong that is. Well, for starters, Fifty Shades of Grey, it is... Abuse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is abuse. It is controlling. There is no form of consent. Even, like, in the scene where, you know, he puts out... He writes out the contract and she has to sign it everything. You know, it basically is like, this is what I want. This is what I want. No matter what, you have to do this. And... It's like there's she has no say in anything. He is manipulative. It's just it's just no. And also it started as Twilight fan fiction, which <laughs> again another not. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not gonna bash Twilight like that. that <laughs> I can't say much. That, I was Team Jacob. Not that, on this show. That exactly. <laughs> we will. What we will not do is Bash Twilight because I'm a huge fan. And I'm okay in saying that because I'm a grown-ass man. If you don't like it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I will not. So do you think that Fifty Shades of Grey was damaging to the image of the kink culture? Oh, yeah. No more than anything else, I would say. I mean, it just it, it got it out there, but it was such a watered-down, weak-sauce version of kink 
that I, that I don't know. It's not even like representational. Um, and you know, I, there's that old meme where where it's like if if this took place in a trailer home, it would, it would be a horror yes, story. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 because he's good looking, because he's filthy, stinking rich. That's what makes oh. it hot. Otherwise, if it was Jim Bob, you'd be like, no, that's not <laughs> that's not going to work for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys have been. I I love y'all. Y'all are. Yes, thank <laughs> you so much for being open being to this because I know it's probably, you know, it might have been awkward just straight up talking about it to people who have all these crazy questions and misconceptions about it. It was. It was awkward the first time that I, you know, pissed into Ashley's asshole. Well, you know, but so you get like over anything, things. Oh my you God. Do it, oh my you God. do it, and you get exposed to it, uh-huh. and then it becomes easier and just routine. I am, I'm done. Like that, that, this is that, why we're friends. Yeah, that is, that's incredible. <laughs> but, you know... I just want folks to just not not be shy about it. It's just part of human sexuality, and and, and some of it can be scary. But but if you're with people who know what they're doing and they pay attention to boundaries, and and they are safe, sane, and consensual, or they are risk aware, consensual kinksters, then you know you'll have a much better time, and you'll be able to explore those things. Because I've seen you know you know as a screener, I've seen I've seen all kind of people come through and and I have unfortunately seen many many um recent divorcees come in saying that you know I I've been wanting to do these things for many many years of my life but my partner just wasn't into it and then eventually it just came to a head and you know I had to get out and it's 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 really sad um and unfortunate so I just uh want to encourage people to if they have those inklings to just explore uh in a safe manner educate and, yourself uh, it's it's very right, important exactly. to educate it, ourselves on it. It's easier than ever uh, with the internet. You know, we have all of human knowledge at our fingertips. Yeah. So it's 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 easier than ever. Very much so. I feel like that's probably a kink too. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> thank no seriously. Thank y'all so much. This yeah. This, this has been awesome. Been one of the most interesting thank y'all things. for inviting yeah. us. We had fun. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Alpha Wolf and Kitty Cat. Is that it? <laughs> Ashley and Taylor. Thank y'all so much. I am Alex. And I'm Patrick, and this is Swirl Talk 901, where we tell you that it's okay if you slap, as long as you got a little bit of tickle to go along with that. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> and join them next week where they talk about advanced calculus. <laughs> Actually, yes, we will. Advanced calculus and how it relates to the queer identity. Yeah. <laughs> so you have listened to our show before. That's awesome. Swirl Talk 901 is available on all major listening platforms. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Swirl Talk 901. If you're comfortable sharing your coming out story and want to be featured in an upcoming episode, you can email Patrick and Alex at swirltalk901 at gmail.com or leave them a voicemail at 901-264-0074. I'm here to fist bubblegum and chew assholes, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Swirl Talk 901 is a production of Queer For It Media. 
Created and hosted by Patrick Pearson and Alex Carpenter. Produced, edited, engineered, and scored by Mary Robine.